Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. Actually, Hayek, I'm so glad you're on. Uh, help us understand the 2020 election in terms of the swing states, uh, the key counties, uh, ballot harvesting. There's a lot going on. Election integrity. Coach us right now, if you would, Ashley. Thank you for being on with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, as Jim mentioned, my name is Ashley Hayek. I'm the Chief Engagement Officer for America First Policy Institute, which is the 501c3 nonpartisan nonprofit organization. And I run uh, its sister organization, America First Works. And what an amazing presentation by um, Dr. Swain. You know, one thing that I was thinking about as she was, as she was speaking, and we heard from Frank Gaffney about Marxism specifically, um, God has always cared about governance. And we know that there is governance in, in every, in throughout the entire Bible, through leaders, through nations, through cities. Um, Romans 13, 1, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. And as I was preparing for the conversation today, I was thinking about you know, what our responsibility is as Christians in order to serve God in the best way possible. And, um, you know, whether it's, you know, God using Moses to Joshua to King, to King David to Daniel, there's so many people um, within the story, and he wants his people to be involved in this, in, in, in influence others, really. Um, and we've been told so many times, too, as Christians, that we're supposed to separate our faith from politics. And what politics really is, if you look at the word politics, it's really just a state of the affairs of cities and the business of the cities. Um, and the people that have been driving the division between politics and our faith are people like Marxists, which you just heard about um, in, in a great presentation. And people in the Marxist system is a system with no God. And we have to remember that. And when we talk about a pathway to winning, which is what I'll share with you, we're talking about a system that's rooted in freedom and liberty and justice and self-governance, which is what God wants for us, for us as his children. And um, I think that as Christians right now, we have to stand and serve our communities. And we are called to this now more than ever before. So the America First Policy Institute launched our biblical foundations, which basically map, matches and maps out the policies of America First um, our top 10 uh, policy pillars to the Bible and pro has provided sermons and talking points and scripture that relates all of this and ties it together so that as we go and talk about policies, people can ask, is my life better today than it was four years ago when they go 16 months from now? So I have a presentation I wanted to share with you all. Um, and this is our America First Agenda. This is our pathway to 2025. Go to the next slide, you'll see our America First Dream Team, our chair of the board is the one and only Linda McMahon, many of you may know from WWE Wrestling, but she's also serving President Trump's administration. Larry Kudlow serves as our vice chair. Brooke Rollins is our president and CEO. Uh, Newt Gingrich is one of our board members. We have 22 different policy centers, nine former cabinet secretaries, um, you know, three, three former governors, a former secretary of state. Um, all who have really delivered the America First policies and know what works. Um, and so this is our dream team that's put together this, this amazing pathway. If you go to the next slide, you'll see the five pillar plan of how we are going to prepare and 
perform over the next 16 months. And these five pillars, each one of them kind of builds off the previous pillar. So our framing and messaging lab, uniting the movement, project 19, voter mobilization, and preparing to lead and govern. The first pillar on the next slide is our messaging lab. Our messaging and data lab is run by Ogan Gidley, Mark Lauder, Scott Rasmussen. Um, we have the amazing Kellyanne Conway who's involved. And what we know is that um, our policies have two things in common. Number one, they work. And number two, they put America first. And so we know that when we combine the top pollsters, the top communicators, the top business leaders, we can craft and form and amplify winning messages. And that's really the goal of the messaging lab is so that everybody understands how to talk about really tough issues um, in a way that's positive and constructive uh, throughout the next 60 months and even beyond. The next piece of this on the next slide is uniting the movement. Um, we have a number of uh, different coalitions within America First, including our biblical foundations, America First Women's Agenda, Hispanic Leadership Coalition, our Governor's Council, our American Dream Coalition, which is our Black American Coalition, and our Athletes for America. Um, and each one of these groups is very unique. And as we're looking at messaging and we're looking at um, how to give that message, we always, we always ask ourselves, um, and I think Kellyanne Conway, I always credit her with saying this, she says, are you like me? Am I like you? Um, do I like you? And we have to meet people where they are um, with messages. You know, if we're targeting young people, we probably wouldn't be putting our messaging out on, you know, Facebook typically, as we know, younger folks may use Instagram more or perhaps TikTok or, or a different platform. Um, if, you know, if we want to make sure that we're getting our message into the churches, we go to the churches and we have to start meeting people where they are. And it's really important. On the next slide, this is um, the one that, you know, Jim has asked me to talk about today specifically is Project 19. And what, you know, how we're going to educate Americans over the course of the next 16 months in our, in our top 19 counties. This is going to be a two-pronged effort. Um, one is through the C3, through our churches, and the other through the C4, um, which is our voter mobilization piece. So what are these 19 counties? I'm sure you're wondering. If you go to the next slide, you can see um, exactly what these counties are. So our there are nine states total. The primary criteria for this is that they are suburban swing voters. They have a population of over 400,000 people and the margin to win the state is less than 2%. Um, we broke these down into tier one and tier two states. In our tier one states, it's 75,000 people. We need to change hearts and minds in five states. That's it, think about it. In Arizona, Maricopa County is our target county. We lost the state of Arizona by 10,000 votes in 2020. Think about it, 10,000 votes, tiny, less than 0.2% to win. It also has a Senate race this year. In Georgia, that's another, uh, that's another target. We have Cobb, Gwinnett, and Fulton County. Less than half a percentage of each county is needed to win the state of Georgia. We are talking about literally just a few thousand people in each one of these counties. Pennsylvania, another target. Pennsylvania has our most uh, targeted counties, Bucks, Chester, Allegheny, and Montgomery. Um, one thing that I wanna point out is that if you look at uh, states like Georgia and Pennsylvania, and even Wisconsin, Wisconsin has uh, Milwaukee and Waukesha. When we do media or we do events or we do something in those, any one of those counties, we're hitting a major media market. 
So even though, say, York County is not listed in Pennsylvania, if we do an event in Bucks County, it's going to be in the Philadelphia media market. Why is that important? Because Bucks, Chester, York, Delaware, all of those counties will receive the same information and media coverage. So while we're focused on 19 counties, we understand that the residual effects of this will be much greater. Wisconsin, like I said, um, Waukesha and Milwaukee, and then of course, uh, Nevada also has a Senate race. Wisconsin has a Senate race. Pennsylvania has a Senate race. Um, Nevada is Clark County's Las Vegas uh, media market. The second tier states, which is on the bottom, is North Carolina, Ohio, Florida, um, and Michigan. Ohio and Florida both have Senate races in 20, 2024. Um, we also know that each one of these states voted for a winning presidential candidate nearly 70% of the time, Ohio 93% of the time. And the margin of winning the state in the past two cycles is about 2.6%. That's not very much. Two of the four of the past election cycles, these bottom four states uh, voted uh, for a non-America first president. So that is why when we looked at the map and we were looking at where we need to be, these are the most important counties that we believe we should be in leading up to 2024. If you go to the next slide, the biggest piece, and this is something you know Jim just brought up too, is our ballot harvesting and voter mobilization. Um, the biggest difference that we saw between 2020 and 20, uh, between, excuse me, 2016 to 2020 was the rules changed. Whether we like it or not, the rules changed. I'm from the, what I like to say, the People's Republic of California. In 2016, uh, California passed laws that made it automatic mail votes. They allowed ballot harvesting and they completely changed the rules. I was speaking with political operatives in 2019 and Michigan was considering already making these changes. States were already looking at doing this. COVID and the changes that happened during COVID allowed the states to expedite that and really do it without any sort of vote or decision by, by the American people or the people of that state. But one thing that I looked um, after the 2022 election was how in the world, when we, we see that you know, double digit support increase with black Americans, uh, suburban white women, Hispanic Americans, how are we losing this election cycle? How are we not winning? And that's when I started looking at the numbers. In Pennsylvania, uh, Dr. Oz and uh, John Fetterman, in that state, you are allowed to have vote by mail. John Fetterman banked over 950,000 votes before election day. Okay, 950,000 votes. Dr. Oz, however, did not have nearly as many votes banked. So even though he had over 2 million votes on election day, it was not enough to overcome the amount of votes that John Fetterman had banked ahead of time. Both Republicans and Democrats returned their ballots at 84%. So partisan affiliation didn't, did not matter. The difference was that people who were registered to vote as a Democrat voted a requested ballot four times more than people who are registered as a Republican. So at the end of the day, if you're not able to chase the ballot and you're not able to get your um, get your message out and target your target audience, your voters, you're not going to be successful. A lot of people think if I go to a rally, if I show up at a rally, if I get mentioned at a rally, that's doing enough of the work. It's not. You have to make sure that you're chasing you're chasing the ballots. One question was about ballot harvesting, the difference between ballot harvesting, vote by mail. Ballot harvesting is when you're allowed to actually collect someone's ballot 
um, from you or from another person. So California allows this very, um, very easily. And so in 2018, the first election cycle that ballot harvesting was allowed, um, California conservatives were completely crushed and they lost several seats in Congress. Um, I was working on political campaigns at the time. And one thing I learned was we would send staff out with a lockbox and like an official looking tag. But people who believed in, you know, traditional values were less likely to turn over their ballot to someone that they didn't know. So California had to become creative and they would do ballot harvest parties. Um, they would get their friends and their community members together. And that's a great thing because as a community, we should come together and um, share our civic duty and talk about policies that are important to our families and our communities. And that's exactly what they did. And we saw a fundamental shift um, in 2022 where we were pretty successful. So now um, this is a matter of teaching people that it's no longer election day, it's election season. We cannot take anything for granted. You need to know the rules of your county. So America First Policy Institute is creating a toolkit for each one of the target 19 counties. So you know exactly what you're allowed to do. When, you, when can you request your ballot? You know, in, in states like Georgia or Arizona, you can start requesting a, a mail ballot as soon as February of 2024. Think about that. That's pretty soon. So we have an obligation to remind people you can request a mail ballot, turn in your mail ballot, track the mail ballot, and make sure that we are doing our civic duty to get everybody participating so that um, we can flood flood, uh, flood the polls before the polls, um, before election day, and, and we can really champion election season. Um, the final slide that on the next slide is basically what happens um, when we're able to change leadership. And this is where AFPI has created the American Leadership Initiative. This initiative, it's personnel, policy and process. So day one of a new administration, we have the people trained, ready to go, vetted on day one. We have policy, executive orders, legislation ready to go on day one. And we have processes, we understand the processes in place. Um, so that way, you know, the staff isn't looking for the bathroom on day one, they're ready to hit the ground running and fight and restore our traditional values um, in a new administration. So that is pretty much the total presentation of the pathway. Jim, I know you had some um, additional questions and I'm happy to answer any of those questions for you. But ultimately, this is a multi-step process that we've, we've begun um, to implement that will take place over the course of the next 16 months. Ashley, you are a superb communicator. What a well done presentation. Uh, my question I'm gonna come back to in a moment is gonna be the issue on the ballot harvesting um states where it's legal states where it's not legal what can people do how do they do it give a little more help on that one if you if you don't mind and i want to say this word to all of our listeners over the past i've heard some comments from people who say well it's wrong to be america first uh no rosemary and i've traveled in a lot of countries and we want the leaders in every one of those countries to put their country first uh the same way a mom and dad ought to put their children first you can take care of others after you take care of that. But if you're on an airplane and they say these little oxygen masks drop down, it says, mother, put yours on first and put your kid on second. You know why? Because if the mom doesn't have air and can't breathe, she can't help her kid. So you, uh, there's sometimes you got to go in a right order. There's a proper order. Uh, when you get paid, you probably pay your mortgage first before you start paying other people's mortgages. 
So America first is a good, solid, sound principle. Every head of state ought to love their country so much. They put their country first. We want them to do that. A second thing is, as we understand categories, the categories that have shifted out of my brain, they don't work for me anymore, is Republican versus Democrat. We're thinking of biblical candidates versus those who are anti-biblical. We're thinking of conservative by conservative. It means they conserve certain things. They preserve certain values as opposed to those who are leftists and don't value that. Uh, we think of those who are constitutionalists. They value, I value our constitution a great deal versus those who don't seem to care about our constitution. So that's what we're about right now and why it's extremely important we understand how to activate. And Ashley's training for us is actually quite remarkable. I, I, want, I want to work hard to see candidates who will so love people, they'll protect life in the womb. They so love people, they'll protect the notion of a marriage being a man and a woman, there could be a mommy and a daddy. They'll so protect people and love people, they won't allow little boys, little girls to have their private parts cut off uh, and, and call themselves the opposite sex. They, they so love people, they protect them. They, they so love people, they love, they love Israel. They so love the, the nation that they want to guard against excessive death that would drown the nation in death. These are biblical, scriptural standpoints. These aren't mere political. These are biblical with political implications, but they're biblical. So what Ashley has talked to us about is extremely, extremely valuable, very, very critical. Actually, a little bit more, if you can, on this whole notion, I think the, the ballot harvesting, it varies, if I understand, even the definition of it from state to state. So it's a bit complex because we got people listening tonight from probably all 50 states. So it, you can't exactly advise them for their state because we can't go through all 50 states. But help us to know a little bit more. What guidance do you have for us on that one? Because we don't like the rules. Some states it's illegal in maybe half the, half the nation. But right now we got to play by the, those rules. And so we got to you know that we're we're in the game so we got to go by the rules that are handed us what advice do you have for us on that sure um and i, I love what you just said by the way one thing i wanted to say is you hear the quote you know a country without borders isn't a country at all and you know america is so fortunate to be able to do so much for other people um Matt Whitaker, who's one of our chairs for AFPI, always says, you know, we're the most generous country in the world. Because we are because we are exceptional, we're able to do so much for so many other countries. And it's because of our freedoms and our ability to pursue what we love and our dreams and prosperity that we are able to do so much for other people. And really, when we put our country first and we preserve those values, you know, we, we protect our families and we're able to pursue prosperity and receive prosperity, which we can then share with other other countries and other people who are so less fortunate than us. And you look at what's happening at our southern border with the cartels and how they're running our border and these poor children, um, these little girls that are being trafficked, it's absolutely devastating. And so that's why, you know, this next 16 months and not even just the next 16 months, but the 16 months after that and the 16 years and the 1600 years, it's so important to preserve our country for, for future generations. Um, AFPI at our website, AmericaFirstPolicy.com, we do have several of the, we have a map with all the different laws um, on, on the website. Another great website to look at is Ballotpedia. They update it regularly um, after every election. And when you look at those websites, it specifies, you know, who can return a ballot. So, for example, with ballot harvesting, there are 24 states and Washington, D.C., that allows someone chosen by the voter to return their ballot. 
So, you know, if I live in Alaska, Arkansas, California, Colorado, any one of these 24 states, I can say, I can designate, you know, Dr. Swain or um, Cody or whoever to go and take my ballot and turn it in on my behalf. There are um, specific people that may return a ballot in some states. So in 14 states, the states define who that person can be. So for example, um, you know, in Arizona, it may specify that it can only be a household member or a caregiver and it gives a definition. Um, one state specifies Alabama is the only state that says that the voter has to return the ballot. So great work, Alabama. Um, but it's really interesting because there's also additional restrictions by state. So, for example, in the state of California, um, specific groups of individuals, for example, an employee, uh, employee union or a labor union or campaign workers are not allowed to return a ballot. So it really depends on um, the state and what the state requirement is. And that's actually really confusing sometimes. Now, I believe that rights belong to the state, not the federal government necessarily, that we should have more power at the local level. But that's why it's also really important to make sure you know exactly what the rules are in your county. And that's what we're working to produce. And we'll be able to provide you all with an update on that really soon. You need to know what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what's allowed at the polling place, what's not allowed. If you see something wrong, who are you supposed to contact? Because it's going to vary county by county. And that's where I think, especially in 20, 2020, everything became so confusing and people did not know how to react. So that's our goal is to make sure that everybody knows the deadlines, the timelines, because in certain places you can early vote starting at a different period of time. You can request a mail ballot at a certain in a certain block of time. Um, and all of those dates are really important. So that's what we're, we are working on is to get that information out, out to people as soon as possible. Actually, that was very helpful. Thank you. And give me the website, the two websites that people can go to to learn more about this. America, sure. AmericaFirstPolicy.com and then Ballotpedia. So it's just Ballotpedia.org. Um, and one more thing I'll just say. So in a lot of the beautiful prayers that we heard, we, I heard revival a lot. And America First Policy Institute is actually putting together the America First Revival September 29th in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, and when we do that, we anticipate having several organizations. We'd love to have anybody on the call come to that event. Um, we'll be talking about our biblical foundations. We'll be talking about elections and policy. Um, right now, more than ever, when you think about how our great nation is under attack by you know, the evil that's happening around us with, for our children, for our families, for our military. Now more than ever, we need all people involved. The Greensboro, North Carolina event is what date? September 29th. September 29th. You uh, have given, yeah. this, you've given us your attention on a Sunday night, a busy Sunday night. I see pictures behind you. You have a number of children. How many <laughs> children do you have? I have five kids. Wow. <laughs> the oldest, the youngest is what? I've been, I have 12, 9, 7, 5, and 1. So, <laughs> you, yeah. thank you. We applaud you and thank you for being on with us. Thank you. We understand if you need to get off to be with your family because you've been on the air with us for 90 minutes now. We're so grateful actually for this presentation. We may have you come back at another date and update us as we get closer to the election. But this has really been very, very useful, very helpful to us. We're Absolutely. gonna go right to prayer. 
Uh, Ashley, is there any question before we leave you that I should have asked you that I failed to ask you? Anything more you want to share? No, just thank you so much for spending your evening with me as well and having me be a part of this is absolutely wonderful. And thank you all who are you know on this prayer call for putting your time and heart and effort into this because it's going to take every single one of us probably times 10. So thank you. Fabulous. Absolutely wonderful. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep up to date with our latest episodes. Leave us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.